Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Well, JC, when I told you earlier today that we were all set and ready to record after the Lakers game tonight, the way the game started, I was so ready to be enthusiastic about the winning streak this team had finally solidified and perhaps could gel around. And instead, JC, instead, we get to talk about an epic collapse by the Lakers in the fifth game of the season. I am a man without words to begin this edition of the Hoop Ball Lakers podcast, JC. What is the word that you use to describe it? Um, yeah, I mean, disappointed is, is about the only word that, that you can use to sum up the season so far. The Lakers could easily, easily be 0-5, as we were just discussing before we started recording this episode. And I apologize for the sound a little bit ago. That's what happens when you got automatic videos in the background. One of my personal pet peeves there. Anyhow, the Lakers could easily be 0-5, JC. And I sit here a man perplexed. You've seen them play in person. Fortunately, you got to at least see a win, although barely by the skin of the basketball the other night uh, against the Spurs, whereas I saw that wonderful display of effort versus the Phoenix Suns at Staples Center. But overall, JC, this is not what we were wanting to see from this team. And I know it's been without LeBron for the last two games, but the Lakers were up by 22 points after the first quarter in this game. There is no excuse for what happened tonight. Yeah, and it's it makes it all the more disappointing, too, when you look around the league and, like, you see Chicago being undefeated. Or I, don't know if, I don't know if they lost yet, but they, they look like they're having so much fun with Lonzo and Alex Caruso and – uh, I'm glad the, the, I'm glad those fans are appreciating him. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it, it could have just been a lot of things for the league. There's a lot of surprising results. The Nets aren't very good to start their season. 
So, you know, people just might need to have adjusted their expectations a little bit coming in. But, I mean, it's still disappointing for the Lakers to, to like you said, could easily be 0-5. They're lucky to be 2-3. and JC, not only did Russell Westbrook have his first triple-double with the Lakers in a losing effort, right? Classic, little classic Russell Westbrook to get a quick jab in there. And, you know, I've been a Russell Westbrook defender, but that's the that's the low-hanging fruit. But not only did he have his first triple-double in this loss, JC, he actually had his first quadruple-double because he also had 10 turnovers on the evening. Yeah. 10, 10 turnovers. That's been a huge issue for Westbrook since he's joined the Lakers. He took another eight Three-point attempts tonight, JC, which basically is a turnover the way that he shoots the ball. It has been an adjustment period, to say the very least. Now, he played really well against the Spurs in that overtime win. His best game as a Laker, without question. Only three turnovers. He had 33 points, 10 boards, 8 assists. He was everywhere. In OKC, JC, it, it just... After the first quarter, none of the Lakers looked good. In the first quarter, they were basically immaculate. But after the first quarter, none of this team looked good. And for a team that needed to express a sense of urgency, JC, to say that, hey, we're actually going to be a good team and we can win on the road and a back-to-back without our, our captain and LeBron, to go up by that margin and then to utterly just check out of the game, this was not a game the Lakers could afford to lose. It's the fifth game of the year. I don't want to hear about energy being an excuse for effort. Like, that's what disappoints me more than anything else about this particular contest. Yeah, it's these games that they've got to come away with. These games that are that are you know, basically surefire wins. The broadcast I was watching, when they were talking about OKC's coach, um, the broadcast even said he's more of a player development guy rather than a coach. Like, they said that on, they said that on broadcast about an NBA yeah. head coach. Yep. That he's not really yeah. a coach. It's the Lakers network, yes, sir. Yeah, and that's who, uh, and uh, and that's who the Lakers lost to. So that's just you can't have that. I mean, I I'm I'm questioning a lot of things about the internal chemistry of this team right now. All off season, I sat here and said, man, the chemistry is already better, JC. It's already better on this team than it was last year, and I still believe that the chemistry in terms of how much the guys like each other is better than last year, okay? But the basketball chemistry is terrible right now. I mean, it's awful. There are some plays where you see Russell Westbrook is starting to develop a little bit of a pick and roll, whether it's with DeAndre Jordan or more prominently Anthony Davis. But outside of that, man, just way too many shots from the perimeter again for this team. For a team that is not a strong three-point shooting team, the Lakers had 35 attempts from distance. They made 11 I mean, it just it doesn't work. They allowed the Thunder to shoot 50 percent. Yeah, the Lakers saw 50 percent. But if you can't shoot from distance, it doesn't really matter. 17 turnovers against a team that hadn't won a game. I mean, that is not that is not we're finding ourselves as a team basketball, JC. That is just we're just not that good yet kind of team basketball, JC. Yeah, especially when you look at the 17 turnovers. Anthony Davis is the only one that had two turnovers and then Russell Westbrook had 10 everybody else just had one um yeah watching Russell Westbrook last night versus San Antonio I, I was hoping he kind of realized and would turn a corner a little bit in because in that game even though he scored 33 points like he let the offense and the opportunities for him to shoot come to him he didn't really force anything like he has the first few games and like he did tonight like 14 rebounds 13 assists that's great 
eight for 20 is not great. Like, let the offense come to you. Like, you know, you can you can score and you can hit baskets. Just wait for the opportunities to either be more open or shoot some mid-range. Eight for 20 is not going to cut it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's not. And let's 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 kind of go back a little bit here, okay? Because it's been a while and I just realized we haven't even introduced ourselves. We said we we're coming off of the Hoopball Lakers show, JC, but maybe we got some new listeners on this particular podcast for all the people out there searching for content, desperate to fill the void where Lakers basketball should go and instead, we need to listen to podcasts because the basketball ain't cutting it right now. But welcome in. I am Ethan, he is JC, and you are on the Hoopball Lakers podcast. Now, the last time that you and I synced up, JC, it's been a while. We've had some solo shows in between, but it's been a while since we've synced up. And last week, I remember telling you that I was going to the Lakers game versus Phoenix and how excited I was to go. And, you know, it was great to be there. But, you know, that that was about the highlight in terms of the actual basketball being played. Now, I am fortunate enough that I am getting ready to go again this coming weekend. So I'm looking forward to that against the Houston Rockets. But since that time, JC, obviously they lost They lost in Phoenix. They got their first win of the season, the Lakers did. In somewhat, I don't know that we're going to call it lucky fashion. I don't think John Morant should have ever been on the free throw line in that situation. But needless to say, they needed to get an assist to get the win. And then against the Spurs, they got kind of bailed out in terms of some miracle offense, some miracle shooting from Malik Monk. And a couple of uh, fortunate statistical blemishes on the Spurs side, including 0 of 7 from the foul line in the fourth quarter to win that game in overtime. And now the Lakers blow a 26-point lead to a team that hadn't won a game yet. I know it's early. I'm not saying we should panic. I'm not saying it's time to start changing the roster, you know, trying to play with the ESPN's trade machine, shipping out this, doing that. Lakers don't have a lot of fungibility to begin with. Again, especially without LeBron for the last two games. But, JC, this is not how Lakers fans expected this season to open up. And for those who are saying that this title, this potential title team is more reminiscent of the one built with Gary Payton and Carl Malone than it is the one that was built a couple of seasons ago, well, there's a lot of fuel in that gas tank right now. 
Yeah, the I mean, the most pleasant surprise has been kind of the emergence of Austin Reeves, and that's not really a good overall thing to say about where the Lakers <laughs> are as, you know, currently. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I mean, I think that's really beautifully said in a very succinct way, right? The fact that we're looking at him not even as the next Caruso, as I'll say it, the token white guy on the court, okay? But more than that is that the Lakers don't really have any other options right now. Again, missing Ariza, missing THT. Ellington appears to be on his way back but is not quite ready yet. I thought Malik Monk, you know, at times for the most part, again, played pretty well tonight, obviously played well against the Spurs and is deserving of more minutes. But the Lakers need more. I mean, it's it's, it's really that simple. Russell Westbrook, as you said, he took – I mean, he scored 20 points, but as you said, he took 20 shots. Anthony Davis, 12 of 22 from the field. Now, as you tweeted after I, – I had some stats I tweeted out about Anthony Davis earlier in the day, which you kind of quote tweeted and added a little context to. I appreciate that. And to his credit, maybe he read your tweet, JC, because he only took one three, which was kind of nice to see. And he was six of seven from the free throw line. No, not not really too active defensively in this game, but overall, I thought a step in the right direction offensively. But when AD has that kind of game offensively, 30 and 8, he needs to get more support, even without LeBron James in the lineup. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is the kind of game where, you know, Westbrook shot 8 for 20. LeBron maybe might have ended up shooting 11 for 18, maybe. Still sort of around the same number of misses, but it wouldn't have gone two for eight from three. Wouldn't have created so many other opportunities for OKC with those misses. And, you know, maybe would have put DeAndre Jordan or Dwight Howard in a better position to score with some of their baskets. Um, Yeah, I mean, as far as like what exactly went wrong tonight. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of breakdowns like that, but. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis does need to scale back on the amount of threes that he takes. Like, I I, I think about Chris Bosh, and when Chris Bosh first, when they, when they for, first formed that big three and he started shooting threes, it used to drive me crazy. But year by year, he did seem to get a little bit better and a little bit better, and he was outstanding by the time he unfortunately had his career cut short from three-point line. Um the thing with Anthony Davis is that he doesn't really seem to be getting any any better at shooting them, which is kind of why I say he shouldn't do it, especially when, when he shoots it. It's usually in a position where the rest of the rotation doesn't have any other offensive rebounders, so it's for sure a turnover. So, JC, I'm, I'm sitting here watching the post game as we talked about just before we started recording. And I hear James Worthy on TV go, yeah, man, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. You know, and it kind of was a summary of how I was feeling coming into this recording. So, JC, if you're Frank Vogel, if you're Rob Palenka, if you're LeBron James, anyone who's a decision maker, gosh, these autoplay videos are just the devil. I'm just trying to read some box scores, people. (laughs) My goodness. Anyhow. So if you're all these decision makers in these rooms, what do you do? I mean, obviously, you can't hit the panic button. So what do you do? And who steps up to deliver the message of urgency? Because there are a lot of loud voices in that room, the big three being the most obvious. But then you have guys like Rondo and Dwight as well. So who delivers that message and what does that message contain? What do you do if you're in those shoes? Uh, I mean, I think you've got to 
figure out the rotations of how figure out mat- matchups with the rotations that, that create better results. Like Rondo and Westbrook together, I don't think are working the way quite the way the coaching staff wants them to, because they're simply they're two great players, but they the things they, they they're great at, they don't mesh well together. Um Kent Bazemore had a really great defensive preseason. He hasn't really been defensively what some people thought he might be. I've I've been pretty pleased with his offense. I think offensively I'm actually okay with what the Lakers have been doing. They just need to figure out that right that good mix of where they get you know competent to good defense and still offensively I don't think they've really missed a beat all season. Uh save for the two air balls at the end of end of tonight's game. Um but yeah, I think offensively, I think they're okay. They just need to figure out the better defensive rotations. Oh, JC, the defense has been a nightmare. It's been atrocious. I mean, it's been a firm departure from what we've seen in the first two years of Frank Vogel's regime, where the Lakers are a top defensive team in the league. This is a Thunder team that could barely put points on the board, and the Lakers were making them look like the Harlem Globetrotters out there at one point in the game. I mean, this this has been less than ideal to say the very least. Yeah, one thing where they have struggled defensively is, and it was kind of an issue last year, is opposing wings and guards do tend to kind of kind of eat against this team. And yeah, so far, we've seen SGA go off, seen John Morant go off, Steph Curry go off, and it's unfortunate because you play in the Western Conference, that means Damian Lillard's out there. DeJounte Murray, if he was more of an aggressive offensive player on the, on the Spurs, he could have scored more than he did. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of great wings and guards out in the West, and so they need to shore that up. I'm I'm also curious, JC, to see how much time Anthony Davis gets at the center position once LeBron does get back into the lineup. DeAndre Jordan has played better over the last couple of games for the role that he's playing, but the bar was so low to begin with that that's really not saying too much. Okay, And Dwight, while his enthusiasm is good, it's been the best part of his game. He has not been as effective as I think so many people were maybe remembering or anticipating. Yeah, time, DeAndre, time is awesome. good shot. Yeah, sorry. DeAndre, DeAndre has been a pretty good shot blocker this season. And so rim protecting is there from him. You're not really seeing that so much from Dwight, which is kind of a bummer. Well, I think the whole I think the whole thing is with the Lakers is that they know that they're best with Anthony Davis at center. There's there's no way around it. That's it's the, it's the truth. But the reality is they also know they have to preserve him to a certain extent because for lack of a better way to say it, he's kind of frail. Yeah, he's done a lot of work to his body to bulk up. I mean, impressively so, especially over the last couple of years. So maybe frail is the wrong word, but he's prone to some weird injuries during the course of his career. And it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I was happy to see him bounce back from, I guess he hit knees with another spur last night. It looked really bad when he went down, and for as long as he was down, didn't think he was going to play tonight, but was happy to see that he played tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think if Anthony Davis plays, starts at the five, you have an opportunity to, I mean, you could start the game with Carmelo Anthony in that instance and just kind of have him go back to the bench a little sooner. But just to get that offensive start with with Carmelo in in the starting lineup, but I do think that him and Rondo together have played pretty well with that second unit. Well, 
I will I will say that he seems to always have a good chemistry with Rondo. Okay, and I, I believe in the Lakers' ability to figure it out. I, I truly do. And their schedule is – I don't know that it's really tough going into December, right? I know we're, we're not even into uh, November yet, excuse me. But as we approach the end of October, Halloween, and the beginning of December, JC, I mean, you look at the teams on the Lakers' schedule. It includes Cavs, Rockets, Thunder – Blazers, who have not been great this year. The T-Wolves. They play the Pistons. The Pacers, another team that's underperforming. Pistons again. Kings a couple of times. This is going into December now. It's not until that point when the Lakers schedule starts to maybe pick up a little bit overall. You know, Lakers have some challenging games as well in that mix. But if the Lakers are blowing these games at the beginning of the season, it's going to be really hard for them to gel and make any kind of headway through the standings as it gets later. Because the Western Conference is competitive, man. And there is, as I said on the last podcast that I did, JC, there is nothing about this Lakers team outright that makes them the definitive NBA champion favorites. There is nothing about this team that they are so far and above, uh, away, far away and above talented than any other, that they are just outright the favorites. They are one of the potential favorites, but they are doing themselves no favors in that conversation right now. Yeah, the way people were talking about it is either Laker, Lakers or Nets, and everybody else is just going to watch the finals. Like that's, I knew that was crazy. Like Milwaukee didn't lose very much, and they're still going to be good. Chicago um, didn't just improve a little bit with that. With the addition of Demar Rosen and Caruso and Alonso, they're playing really well, and they're super fun to watch. Um, the the Knicks I thought would fall off and it doesn't look like they will and so yeah I mean there's everyone who was who was a contender last year has improved a little bit except for maybe Boston they seem to have slipped and yeah it's in a weird way the Celtics are sort of in a comparable spot to where the Lakers are both in terms of their record and sort of questions about their team Chicago JC just really quick the Bulls are so fun to watch man they are just Awesome. And I know you were saying before we came on air that it's just so great to see Lonzo and Caruso having fun and playing well with one another. But just overall, man, like this is this is what was comical to me. I was talking to somebody today and when there was all that chatter about DeRozan potentially coming to Lakers on a mid-level, I was like, yeah, probably not. Yeah, I mean, he's got an interview that said he was really interested, but yeah, maybe not on the mid-level. But I mean, yeah, before... Before the Russell Westbrook thing happened for that few minutes that it looked like Buddy Heald was on the way, I was envisioning a roster, uh, you know, with Buddy Heald and retaining Caruso and maybe bringing back Lonzo. And Carmelo, I thought, would come come all along because it, it didn't seem like he wanted to toil in Portland anymore. And he was either going to come to New York or the Lakers. Um, so that's kind of the roster I was envisioning. Like uh, any other pieces would have been extra. I thought Rondo still might have found his way back to the Lakers, and then, you know, certainly didn't predict Monk or Ellington or Ariza or anything like that. But I mean, yeah, that's the roster I was sort of envisioning for like three minutes when the when the heel news broke, and then the Russell Westbrook trade happened. Yeah, it was pretty different, I think, for all of us in our head in terms of what we thought it was going to be versus what it became, and. We've known since the beginning that this roster, in terms of its fit, is imperfect. But you hope the talent sort of 
trumped those issues in terms of their ability to to come together as a unit, right? Yeah. Now we sit here with this team, JC, that has obviously more questions than answers, that has some some concern, right, around LeBron's ankle, although I think he'll be back very soon. But he said basically at the time that, you know, he rolled it or he got rolled into that, oh, man, not again, referencing that ankle injury that kept him out for a very prolonged period of time. And ankle injuries like that, JC, where it's, you know, a really bad sprain, they heal, but they can still be aggravated like a period of time later because especially as a professional basketball player, I mean, you're just pounding on that thing constantly. I know my buddies who play pickup ball a couple times a week, you know, if they've sprained their ankle really bad, which one of them has, every time he gets, you know, rolled into or anything like that, it still bothers him a little bit. So there's going to be that that worry both short and long term. But more than that is that our key guys right now are also playing heavy minutes. It's not like, you know, the Lakers are losing games with Anthony Davis playing 28, 30 minutes a game. They're, they're playing these heavy minutes with big workloads. And this is the result. So it's it's less than inspiring. And I think for a lot of Lakers fans, I'm going to try to speak on behalf of Laker Nation right now, which is a very, very tough activity because it can be a divisive group over certain topics and especially certain players or coaches. Hint, hint, wink, wink. But on behalf of Laker Nation, I just think there's a general frustration in the room as to why are we not better? And I think for you know, one of those rare times in sports where externally you're saying the same thing as they are internally. I think there's part of it is that I think part of it is that all of these guys, whether they're the three stars in the room are trying to find their fit together or the supporting cast are trying to figure out exactly what their role is. Everybody's just trying to figure out how they're going to fit into this matrix. And I think third they're just, you know, sort of uncertain in terms of what style of basketball to play. You can even see it sometimes in their fast breaks when they push it, push it, push it just to slow it down, just to speed it up. Like it's like they can't even decide within the same play a lot of the time. So right now, I just think that they're settling. There's a lot of, you know, individual offense happening. There's not a lot of individual defense happening. And that's that's a really bad place for a basketball team to be in because it's hard to win games that way. Yeah, they they struggle with certain things. Uh I think a lot of Westbrook's turnover, turnovers, even that number, might be a, a little inflated by the fact that he he tries that uh, that cherry pick pass to AD a lot, and it seems to almost never work when he does it. LeBron can do it, but Russell Westbrook seems like he can't, and uh, so he should probably stop that. But yeah, I mean there are there are some encouraging things. Um, some people talked about in that win against Memphis, the Lakers sort of stumbled into a nice late game strategy where you run a pick and roll with Westbrook as the screener and LeBron as the ball handler. Once that initial action is made, the ball can go one of three ways. It can stay with LeBron. It can stay with Russell Westbrook and Russell Westbrook and, you know, hockey assist it to Anthony Davis, which is sort of what happened a lot. And so that's an encouraging sign. We still haven't seen THT or Ellington or Ariza. Don't know, you know, remains to be seen what kind of impact they'll have. Um, Austin Reeves, as well as he's been playing, if the Lakers do indeed get desperate, he might end up being kind of an attractive trade piece, kind of the way Svi uh, Mikhailik was. I really liked him, but the Lakers seemed to, you know, they ended up moving him at the trading deadline. So there's options and there's signs of encouragement. Well, there's reasons to be optimistic. There are reasons to be pessimistic. But overall, no matter what, you're disappointed with the current because that's the reality. Now, JC, 
Before we sort of wrap this up, I do want to say that Lakers do have an opportunity here to get back on track. You got a game against Cleveland on Friday. You got a game against the Rockets on Sunday. You got another game against the Rockets the following Tuesday. And then you got a game, a rematch versus OKC on the 4th of November, JC. Yeah. All, all games at the Staples Center, by the way. Yeah. In, in a way, I do hope this loss did kind of open their eyes a little bit in that in that they're not among the league elite quite yet. And the thing about the Rockets and the Cavs, Evan Mobley is probably going to be the rookie of the year. He's playing really well. The Rockets uh, and Jalen Green. Jalen Green's been playing really well. Um, yeah, I mean, so those teams, they might not roll over against the Lakers. And so I think this sort of wake-up call – painful as it is may end up helping a little bit even though you don't want to see it well i it is my hope your hope everyone in laker nations hope jc that this loss results in something beyond just general indigestion and frustration because right now that's all it's doing for me i'll tell you that as we get out of here jc we'll sync up again in the near future But we'll also have solo pods coming at you guys throughout the season because just the realities with everybody's work schedules and everything got everybody busy these days. So we're going to try to keep the content coming to you. And feel free to request anything from us. You can always hit us up on Twitter at JCDeLeon1 for JC at Ethan underscore Noroff, 1F for me. And just make any suggestions. You can also hit up the Hoopball Lakers podcast at Hoopball Lakers on Twitter and the whole Hoopball family at Hoopball Tweets at Hoopball Fantasy. JC, in case we don't chat before the end of this weekend in which the Lakers move on to Cleveland and the Rockets, are the Lakers going to get 2-0 and to get over 500 and 4-3 and over 500 for the first time this year? Uh, I believe so. I mean, I, th- I thought they would end up the month or hit November 1st at 5-2. and with loss tonight, that's obviously not the case. But, yeah, I think four and three is in the future. I think you're right. I hope you're right. And on that note, let's all buy some scratch tickets and pray to the gods that we're all going to be correct. All right? He's JC. I'm Ethan. And until next time, we out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.